You're listening to Joey's Totally Tech, your tech podcast. The King of Kong, Billy Mitchell. He's a great video game player and even has some world records. Unfortunately, over the past few years, he's also built up a reputation as a cheater. We'll talk about him. Also, we have a review of the Nostalgic Cases 2.0 phone case right here on Joey's Totally Tech. Welcome to Joey's Totally Tech Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to do a little story about a guy named Billy Mitchell. Yes, uh, tell us about him. Uh, well, first, tell me what you know. I know he's sort of a minor celebrity in gaming circles. Yes. What, well, do you know, I, what do you know about Billy Mitchell? I know he's set records in uh, Donkey Kong as well as uh, Pac-Man. His Donkey Kong uh, records have been uh, controversial and removed from records and then recently put back into the Guinness uh, World Book of Records. Okay. Uh, not Twin Galaxies though, right? That is correct. We'll go over all of that. Yes. Uh, just kind of um, going a bio of kind of yeah. like his uh, early career and, I, and, and his I uh, re-emergence in the yeah. early 2000s. And I know he has he owns a restaurant which also has a hot sauce out that you can buy in stores. Yeah, so hopefully his uh, hot sauce uh, dealings have fared better than his video gaming. Yes. All right. So, uh, in the beginning, Billy Mitchell was born in uh, Hollyoke, Massachusetts in 1965. So, that would make him about 55 years old now. Mm -hmm. So, not too much younger than my mom. Uh, He grew up in southern Florida. And uh, at a young age, he became very interested in playing pinball. And then, um, in the early 80s, he started playing video games, you know, as they became uh, more popular in the public um his early career um he holds us well over his career he's held several uh high scores at uh, twin galaxies uh for those that don't know twin galaxies it's a uh it's a arcade and um i think the storefront is closed but they associate with other arcades as like um you know, official and testing. The official not, uh, like high score yeah, register. Re- yeah, there Regen. we go. But they uh, right. but they monitor uh, a lot of gaming high scores for classic video games. Right. So these are just a few of the um, uh, records that Billy Mitchell has held. Uh, most of these records have either been beaten or uh, stricken from the record for various reasons, and we'll get into that. Uh, Pac Man. Um, he as long as as he's the first person um, at first um, to get a perfect score. Of three million three hundred thirty-three thousand three hundred sixty points. Um, that's the highest score you can get, and other people have done it since then. But uh, he was the first. 
Um, he was a world record holder in Donkey Kong. He was the first person, I believe, to get a kill screen in that game. And uh, his original high score was 886,900. Um, he broke that score uh, after that but um, those scores as uh, Joey alluded to are in dispute so um, he also holds records in Miss Pac-Man uh, 703,560 Donkey Kong Jr. 957,300 and a Burger Time for 700 sorry 7,881,000 yeah I did not know about the Burger Time high score yeah and then he also um, this was exactly a high score but he was the fifth person to break the 10 million point um barrier in centipede yeah i haven't done that so i mean that's a pretty big accomplishment <laughs> yeah so um if you if you if you believe this this guy actually has three kids wow <laughs> wait he's an adult and playing video games yeah i know can you believe it yeah, and he's, he's get- 55 years old and he's getting some you believe it <laughs> Video games are for kids. This makes no sense. <laughs> You're thinking of tricks, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, you don't know how many times I've had people tell me video games are for kids and adults shouldn't be playing them. Yeah, I mean, people have been telling me that. People have been telling me, oh, video games are for kids. You know, watching wrestling's for kids. Comic books are for kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, a comic book movie just made the most money of any movie of all time. So and, sit on that. And there's actually some um, adult-themed comic books out there. I mean, take a look at the Jessica Jones alias comic books, for example. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's lots of great uh, adult comic books. Like, um, what's the one that I used to read? Danger Girl. Yeah. Um... I mean, I mean, even Marvel, like, you, know, you got Marvel, yeah. you got Dark Horse comics, things like that. Mm-hmm. Even, like, I used to read the old The Mask comics. Remember the movie The Mask? Those yes. comics are pretty yeah. dark, too, man. Yeah, I mean, that's a bit off topic. But, yeah, it's like, there's a lot of stuff people think of as for kids that are not just kids, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure, so, for sure. So get that idea out of your head that video games or comic books or cartoons are just for kids. Well, I think with the internet, we kind of prove that that's not true you know now you got video game you know players making millions of dollars yeah you know, competing you got you know a-list movie stars appearing in video games you know what i'm saying oh, so. we've proved that's not true however there's some people that still want to believe that well you know there's always <laughs> going to be bigotry and hatred in the world joey yes but, yes um, there is <laughs> you know there's only so much you can do about that yeah <laughs> all right so uh back to mr mitchell uh, so um, he rose to prominence in 1982. Uh, Life magazine did a story uh, about the Twin Galaxies arcade, and uh, it featured Billy uh, along with several of his colleagues from the arcade. And uh, you know, they just did kind of like a spread about them, kind of a day in the life kind of thing. Um, while the um, actually while they were doing the story for Life magazine is when he actually got the kill screen for Donkey Kong. Oh so wow! That's kind of cool. Um, but um, 1982, also that year, like I said, he set that record for Donkey Kong. Um, previously, someone had claimed to have made a score of uh, 1.4 million in uh, Donkey Kong, but okay. I guess Billy had calculated. I guess there's only so many things you can do on the level. As far as I know, you there's the little all the little uh, items you can get, like the purse and the mm-hmm. hat and all that stuff, and then you got to jump over the barrels and that kind of thing. But uh, I guess he calculated out that it'd be impossible to make that high of a score before you get to the kill screen. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess in level 22, the game, you know, a lot of those arcade games back in the day, they would just go on and on and on. And then the code would just run out. 
and then yeah instead of they don't have like a congratulations you beat the game blah blah, blah it would just die yeah so, yeah level 22 there was a kill screen and uh he reached that with the uh 874,000 point score mm-hmm. and uh, that record actually stood for over 18 years all right so then moving on to 1984 um he was actually uh named by uh by walter day the twin galaxies founder to be the player of the year uh, unfortunately, the Twin Galaxy Arcade closed their storefront later that year, but uh, they still maintain video game records to this day. And then um, shortly after that, Billy actually stepped away from video game for several years. Um, he took a job as a kitchen manager for his parents' restaurant that Joey mentioned, uh, which is called Ricky's Restaurant. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually went on to become an owner and yeah. apparently uh, has an emerging hot sauce conglomerate. So yeah. congratulations to him. Yes. I guess that's because his parents convinced him he couldn't make money playing video games. Well, he was born two decades too early. Yes, he was. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's too not too late for him now. I mean, yeah, he's got to he's got he's got to get with the times. He's got to learn some new right. games, but he can, yeah. he can make some money. He's not too late. Yeah, uh, Twitch didn't exist in the eighties. Unfortunately, yeah, they were they were twitching on something else back then. Though, yeah. all right, so. So fast forward, uh, 1999, uh, Mitchell becomes the first person to achieve a perfect score of 3,333,360 in Pac-Man by uh, beating the previous high score, but only 90 points. So uh, he achieved this. Um, he beat every level. There are um, 256 levels. He beat every level, no deaths. He got all the possible points. So that means, I'm sure you guys know how to play uh, Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. So that means he ate every dot in every level, which you have to do to beat the level. But that means in every power pellet, you have to eat all four ghosts. Yeah. Okay. So he did that every single time. Every single so four times a four times a level, you have to eat all four ghosts. Um, then there's a there's a kill screen level two hundred fifty six, and half of the screen is actually blacked out, and you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. So you actually have to know the patterns of the ghosts and know where the dots are at in order to get those because you know yeah so yeah this guy pulled that off and uh in november of uh 1999 mitchell was off i'm sorry he was named the video game player of the century by namco which as you know are the creators of uh pac-man yeah and uh he himself actually offered a one hundred thousand dollar prize for anyone else that could pass the for anyone that could pass the final level of uh pac-man and uh kind of weird though the the, I guess the contest or whatever only lasted for two months because it was mm-hmm. a January 1st, 2000 deadline. So yeah. no one was able to beat his high score. Oh, come on. Two months is plenty of time to get there. Yeah, I mean, it only took him a couple hours. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, then in uh, 2004, five years later, uh, Mitchell actually set a new record, 300, sorry, 933,900 point high score on Donkey Kong at the uh, Midwest Gaming Classic. Bank. Nice. So, uh, so yeah. So the in the er- early '80s and the late '90s, this guy was kind of all over the video gaming scene. Oh at yeah, a, at least the classic video gaming scene at that point. Yeah. like the music and sound effects we're using on the Joey's Totally Tech podcast? 
Well, we get the licensing for this music through Epidemic Sound. If you're a content creator creating video on YouTube or other social media platforms, or a fellow podcaster, visit bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. That's bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. And you can sign up for a subscription for as little as $15 per month. They have a wide variety of genres of music, as well as sound effects you can incorporate into your content. You don't have to pay royalties, you just pay the monthly subscription fee. Or you can also buy lifetime licenses to particular tunes and effects too. So if you want to use some fresh music and help support this podcast too, check out bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic and sign up for Epidemic Sound today. Time for a quick product review. You know, on an Android phone, you can easily download emulators to play old video games. But on an iPhone, well, you're out of luck since they don't have emulators in the App Store. But either way, you generally don't have real physical buttons for the games, which, if you're like me, are preferable. Well, you may have seen phone cases that look like a Game Boy, but what about phone cases that are essentially a Game Boy? Well, you're not actually playing Game Boy games on this, but you are playing real NES games on the Nostalgic Cases 2.0 phone case. Put the case on your phone and flip it around, and there's another screen with buttons below it in a Game Boy style layout. You can turn it on, and now you're given an option between English and what I'm guessing is Chinese. Then you're presented with a number of games. According to the games list on the product page, the games include Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, Super Mario Brothers, Galaga, Tetris, Super Contra, Bomberman, Star Force, Balloon Fight, Spartan X, which is really Kung Fu, Five Chess, Puyon, Tennis, Road Fighter, Arkanoid, Battlecry, F1 Race, Pinball, 1942, Boom Man, Mahjong, Soccer, Load Runner, Nuts and Milk, Circus, Ice Climber, Macross, Bomb Jack, Badminton, Urban Champion, Mappy, Olympic, Sky Destroy, Chinese Chess, and Penguin Coon Wars. Now, the buttons on this are made of rubber. Expect kind of a mushy feel, which is not really that preferable 
but for the games, it does do the job. A and B buttons are reversed, so if you're playing Super Mario Brothers, for example, you may be used to the order which it was on the Nintendo Entertainment System, so you're going to have to get used to this different arrangement. It does make the game a little bit harder in my opinion. But I will say on most of the games on this device, it really won't matter that much. The screen is decent for what it is. We're talking about a case I paid $25 for, and supposedly the regular price is $50. If you turn the screen a bit, it does kind of uh, look a little weird with the coloring and everything, but most likely you're going to have the screen directly pointing at your eyes. The sound is a little bit crackly, but it's got a cheap speaker, what you expect. It's fine for what it is. Other than the A and B keys being reversed, the games play well and the emulation is good. Unfortunately, there are no settings and there's also no way to add your own games. It charges via micro USB cable. I've seen reviews of the original case and I think they said it came with a cable. My phone case, however, did not come with a micro USB cable. Now, some of you might think you could add games over the USB cable, but no, you cannot. They have the games on there in a way that you can't really add anything without physically changing out some of the ROMs internally. This case is really a novelty item, and it's fine for playing some classic games on the go. I kind of like it, quite frankly, even with its flaws. When I'm at work and bored in the break room, I can always turn this on for a quick old school video game. I'd say this case would make a nice stocking stuffer for this Christmas. To get one, visit NostalgicCases.com and order one for you and a loved one. Now, are the ROMs on this thing actually legally licensed though? Well, I really don't know, honestly. They say nothing about that. So yeah, there's a possibility that it's not. I mean, this isn't an official Nintendo product. This phone case is available for iPhones from the iPhone 6 and up, as well as the S10, S10 Plus, Note 10, and Note 10 Plus. Now, back to our discussion about Billy Mitchell. And then, um, so yeah, so then in 2007, a little movie called King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters came out. Now, have you ever seen this movie before? I've not. I've heard about it, but I've not gotten around to watching it. You should have to check it out. I mean, you'd definitely be into it because you're a classic gamer, but mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a good story overall. Just, yeah. It's a lot of intrigue. You know, I kind of feel like, you know, they take a little bit of license with the characterization. Of but, course, yeah. You know, they're documentarians. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, so the documentary actually it's mostly about this guy named Steve Weeb, and uh, he's a fan of King Kong. Sorry, mm -hmm. he's a fan of Donkey Kong, the game, and uh, he's trying to beat Billy Mitchell's uh, record at that time. Right. Um, um, Weeb would uh, publicly challenge Mitchell to uh, competing, you know, kind of head to head, so he can break his record live. 
Round um, one, fight. I had to say that. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> um, unfortunately, um, we would not have his chance at a false victory because uh, Mitchell would not accept any of his public challenges. Oh. Uh, Mitchell claimed he was out of practice and he would have to train up in order to do something like that. Um, the reason why we wanted to do like a live challenge is because um, you know live demonstrations are preferred by Twin Galaxies as opposed to like one submitted via videotape. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a live, uh, you know, record-setting score with witnesses, obviously that's better than oh I beat it and here's a videotape of me playing it in my mom's basement. You know, right, so. right. Um, but yeah, like I said, Mitchell refused Weep's challenge because he was out of practice, and then. Um, but shortly after that, we would record a 1 million plus score at his home arcade cabinet for Donkey Kong. Now, at that point, the high score for Mitchell, I believe, was the 900,000 point score. So mm-hmm. he uh, he went ahead and uh, he sent his tape into Twin Galaxies. And the submission was initially accepted and he was officially recognized as a world record holder. But then um, his score was later retracted as uh, it was found that we had used an official... Uh, Donkey Kong slash Donkey Kong Junior circuit board. I guess huh. to do the the uh, the actual um, what do you call it? The actual record. You have to have the actual Donkey Kong game. You right. have the Donkey yeah. Kong slash Donkey Kong Junior board. Just because they're wired differently, and I guess the timing mm-hmm. is different. Whatever have you? So yeah. So yeah. So you know, obviously he was very upset by that. But uh, our uh, our friend Mister Weeb, he, he uh, can't be taken down that easily because uh, he would later go on to beat Mitchell's high score in front of multiple witnesses, and uh, that score was actually accepted by Twin Galaxies. All right. So um, he... Unfortunately, though, uh, Billy Mitchell, that dastardly fiend, submitted a videotape mere hours later of himself uh, achieving a high score of 1,047,200 in Donkey Kong, Uh which beat Weeb's uh, initial high score that he had previously won. So uh, that score was initially accepted by Twin Galaxy and recognized for some time, but was later rejected after a complaint from Weeb and others that Mitchell's submission was made via videotape. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the point in the film where it kind of turns against Billy. It's kind of like, oh, well, this guy, he worked hard and you know he busted his butt to uh, you know win this game live in front of people. Yeah because he had sent in a videotape and it was considered to be faulty. Mm-hmm. And then this hotshot dude just turns around and be like, oh, here's this videotape of me playing the game. Check it out. So, yeah. Obviously, he was upset and they were able to get Billy Mitchell's score overturned. And uh, then the record high score was back, was in return to Weave. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some other parts of that and I'll get into kind of that towards the end of the story here. But um, that's kind of where the main part of the, story, of the documentary ends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in interviews, I guess Billy was kind of surprised that he was portrayed as sort of a bad person slash villain. Oh wow! And um, he was actually able to achieve a new high score in 2007 of one million fifty thousand two hundred, and then that was um, that score was actually beaten by a man named Hank Chen in 2010. But then Billy Mitchell was actually able to beat that high score with a score of. One million sixty-two thousand eight hundred. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's uh, held the world record um, Donkey Kong score, both officially and unofficially, several times over at this point. Okay. So, um, 
So controversies. Um, Billy Mitchell is probably most famous for his controversies as far as, um, you know, uh, video game records. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, the documentary shines some light onto that. And he's kind of got this reputation now where he's just a cheater, essentially. Yeah. So. But um, in 2017, uh, there's a Twin Galaxies forum moderator named Jeremy Young. And uh, he disputed one of um, Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong scores that there was a video of on the, uh, I guess, the website. Um, I guess through some sleuthing, Mr. Young found out that Billy Mitchell was using not the same, but a similar kind of Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. cabinet setup that um, Wii was using. And then um, he also found out that um, some videos were shown to contain incomplete game runs. Oh. And uh, I think they showed this in the King of Kong. Like, they show, like, part of the game playing, and then it kind of, like, kind of glitches out for a second and comes back. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, so then in 2018, Young showed other evidence suggesting that some of Mitchell's scores are completed using MAME. Mm-hmm. Now, MAME is a uh, emulator. Right. And obviously, it's easier to manipulate ROMs than an emulator. Yeah. And uh, pass that off as, you know, quote-unquote record-setting high scores yeah. for a certain game. I believe it, sta- it stands for Multi-Arcade Machine Emulator, if I remember correctly. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Do you know what Nesticle stands for by any chance? Um, well, that... That I know is an NES emulator, <laughs> but yeah, I know about that one. Do you remember what the cur- what the cursor looks like? <laughs> uh, yes, and I I thought it was gross. Okay, back on <laughs> back to Billy. All right, goodbye family friendliness. <laughs> I don't think there's anything off the illusion towards. Uh, um, yeah. All right, so <laughs> so yeah, so it turns out Mitch uh, Billy was using an emulator. To, I guess spoof some of his high scores mm-hmm. so because of that three more of his scores were removed from the Twin Galaxy records and um, then there was a guy named uh, Todd Rogers I guess some of Billy Mitchell's uh, high scores were officiated by a referee named Todd Rogers and uh, I guess Rogers had previously been accused of submitting, submitting fraudulent scores oh. so that just kind of put Billy kind of in more hot water there Mm-hmm. Um, not hot water as far as legally, but you know, just as far as like his high scores being in jeopardy. Um, but yeah, so eventually, uh, it was proven that uh, Mitchell had used uh, Mame in some of his submissions, and as a result of that, all of Mitchell's scores have been disqualified from the Twin Galaxies record books. And furthermore, Mitchell is prohibited from submitting scores in the future. And uh, because uh, the Guinness Pro World Records, they actually, I guess they refer to Twin Galaxies a lot for their record keeping. Mm-hmm. They in turn uh, disqualified Billy's scores from their record book. Uh, but then through some legal action in 2020, uh, Billy was able to get his Guinness World Record, like you said, reinstated. So he yeah. does have some Guinness records back that are not officially recognized by Twin Galaxies. And, right. uh, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now with Billy. So Yeah. Um, so what do you think um about Billy. I mean, obviously he's got uh, great video game skills, regardless of if he used an emulator or not, you know? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think you just, I think this is just your classic story. You know, it's ego, it's pride, it's, you know, lost youth, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I'm getting old, here's something I'm trying to grasp onto. You know, yeah. I mean, I think I can relate to that. You know, I understand, you know, he's this guy, 
and he had this skill that was very marketable 30 years ago, or I guess 40 years ago at this point. And then, you know... As far as I'm concerned, he still has that skill. I mean, he has that skill, but, you know, for some people, it's not enough. Some people, they want that notoriety. Some people want that official, like, I'm the best, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's not even just the pride of earning that. It's the pride of the perception of others. Yeah. You know? And that's really the sad thing about it. You know, plenty of people have ruined their lives because of that. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to please others. Yeah. Look at yeah. this guy. His his entire reputation has been tainted in this industry yeah. because yeah. of that. Yeah, the thing is, I don't think he had to use an emulator. In fact, I remember some video, I think earlier this year or maybe last year, I can't remember, um, where he basically repeated his high scores on official hardware. I didn't remember hearing about that. Like, I remember seeing, um, I think he did something like on Twitch where he did. Yeah. He he replicated the perfect score on Pac Man, mm-hmm. and um, I remember he won like a Donkey Kong competition or something like that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, mean, I think it's just one of those things. It's kind of like OJ Simpson yeah. or like Pete Rose. Those names are just tainted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pete Rose, awesome uh, baseball player, mm-hmm. but he got caught gambling and now he's a pariah. Yeah, you know OJ Simpson, awesome football player, got some blood on his hands and allegedly quote unquote whatever. Glove didn't quit. Glove glove didn't fit so they had to quit but uh but yeah but now OJ Simpson yeah. no one wants to do anything with that guy so yeah and um I guess Billy Mitchell he could uh get new high scores on official hardware all he wants and Twin Galaxies still won't recognize it anymore that's what I'm saying I guess you know you know Pete Rose could come back and you know hit another 3,000 home run or 3,000 hits but yeah whatever right yeah whatever <laughs> It's like, yeah, and, you know, that's, that's kind of uh, crazy because, you know, he could do it legitly and they're not going to pay attention to it now because he did it the wrong way. Oh, I said maybe he couldn't do it legitimately. Maybe he really yeah. tried to do it and he just couldn't figure it out. So it's like, you know, like I said, he just had to have that title. And, yeah. you know, he thought, you know what, I'm enough of a big shot. I can just make this little videotape, and I'll drop it in the mailbox, and then I'll be in the record books. You know right. What I'm so. Yeah, and I remember it was like the way that the it was discovered he was using an emulator was like the way the level uh, level one specifically loaded. Okay. Like it loaded a different way in the emulator than it would on actual hardware. It would yeah, I think render. they mentioned that in the documentary. Okay, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I saw that documentary uh, a couple years ago. But like I said, you should definitely check it out. Um, yeah. I think it's streaming somewhere. I'm sure you can find mm-hmm. it. But Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen um, Tipster on YouTube and Twitch talk about Billy Mitchell quite a bit and that whole um, uh, issue with the high scores. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's where I got a lot of my information from about Billy Mitchell. Well, so, yeah. Um, well, that's the story of uh, video gaming's Benedict yeah. Arnold. Uh, yeah. Anything else you think we should add? Um, I think that's it. Uh, I wish Billy Mitchell the best with his uh, restaurant and hot sauce, but you know, um, I think it just goes to show that, like, when you start deceiving people in the future, it doesn't matter because you've already got this reputation of deceiving people. Why are people going to listen to you now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like the boy who cried wolf, you know? Yeah. 
quite quite the twisted web we weave when we practice it a seed, right? Yes. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and sign off. All I've right. Been Antonio Guerra. I've been Joey Cagle. Thank you for listening to Joey's Totally Tech. Adios. We'll catch you next time. Thank you to our exclusive subscribers, Laura Lassiter and Beth Warhan. As exclusive subscribers, you are considered executive producers of this podcast. Thank you for your support. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, check out joeystotallytech.com slash exclusive. You'll get ad-free episodes, full interviews, bonus content, and more. That's joeystotallytech.com slash exclusive.